gentlemen, you are looking live at our fabulous offices here in Channelside, which are probably going to be destructed here in the next few months. But for now, they are fabulous and wide open offices of the My Area Network, um, which is my new spot. And I have Connor and Nate down here today. What's going on, guys? Good morning, everybody. So um, Connor and Nate are also going to help out and do a little writing over here as well. So you'll be able to read our genius, not just on the Bulls, but on some other things in Tampa Bay as well. So that's why we're here. We're live from Debbie's office because Debbie's not here yet and we needed a place to go. And dogs running around the office, not a lot of furniture, you know. So what do you get? Like, it's kind of what you expected when you figured you'd come in here. Nope. I expected <laughs> there'd be... Uh, some furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Some we have each like each individual spot has furniture, but like there's no because there's like six or seven different businesses that run out of this office. But they sort of took all of the central stuff out of here in anticipation of the fact that uh, Jeff Fink's going to knock this building down and build something really tall and pretty on top of it pretty soon. So anyway, that's why we're here. Anything happened in this week at USF? Oh, I don't know. Athletic director Mark Harlan announced plans. For his own podcast, his which own is death. such a steal. Oh, what man. a thief! Super thief! He, uh, I can't believe him. What? He's just stepping on our turf. Does he know who we are? Honestly, he's been on the podcast what twice? At least, yeah, oh. twice. And we've gotten him for some like taped interview, but like, no. Now he's too big for us. Too big time. Steals he's, our idea. He's made it big time, I guess. Uh frustrating. <laughs> But then he also announced yesterday, and slightly uh, bigger. Well, it depends yeah, on who you it? ask. Is it? <laughs> it depends on who you ask. <laughs> yeah, USF announced that they uh, have plans for the USF Football Center. Yes. And the big thing here, mm-hmm. indoor practice facility. Woohoo! Go Bulls. Go Bulls. That is fantastic. That shows you that they are serious about mm-hmm athletics and football and making it the best G5 team and or power six or something in that realm that they want to be one of the big shots in Florida and in the country. So $40 million project. Then Harlan on his podcast, as we go podcast back and forth, as we level each other, because this is getting very meta, um, says, yeah, but we could probably do the indoor facility alone for 10. And the other stuff, the other 30 million, like we can do that in phases if we have to. If we have to. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, we have to. <laughs> there is no way that USF can raise $40 million facility that's not going to generate any income. So I went back and did a little research on how they did the money for the Selman Center, which I was part of because I actually worked in the trailer when I first got to USF. And then they built the Selman Center and we moved our offices over there. And I was trying to remember how we did it and how we raised the money and everything. So you're going to float a bond. But to float the bond, you still need to have about a little half. The Selman Center was a little more than half, I believe. It's hard to tell with the, the records. But, like, you need to have cash, like money in hand for a big chunk of that. And for half, to get half of the cash, the project in cash, that would require $20 million in fundraising. I, okay. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Okay. Like, I just don't see it. The the two largest gifts in the history of the program are $3 million. Now you're going to raise, like, to get to half, six or seven of those? 
Does Jeff Fishman have any like money laying around under his couch or something? He does, but he I think he's given enough already. I think he's I think, I think he's tapped out. I, I don't I wouldn't say I that either. Not, not <laughs> tapped out as in he doesn't have the money. It's tapped out like he's given enough already. I think he's done more than his fair share. Yes. And also, uh, I see people, you know, like people are like, Well, call Jeff Vinnick. Well, Jeff Vinnick, as you guys, if you look out this window here. And you look like that's the parking garage. But if you look a little left, there's a very big, very prime plot of Tampa Bay land that is being a medical school that is being built on top of it. Mm -hmm. That was comped. Zero dollars and zero cents to the universe. Now, is Vinnick going to make money off that because of all the businesses that he owns around it? Sure. But he gave you that piece of land. Okay. There are just so many. How many times can you go to that well? You know, he's got a media deal right now. You think we're making money on that media deal that he signed with USF? You see so many more concerts going in there to that Sundome deal? No. That, like, he's making money on I mean, he might someday. I have, but, what, I have 50 more days to use my free mm-hmm. two tickets to the Sundome <laughs> to any event. And it's getting pretty close where I'm just going to have to give it up. It's just wow. not going to happen. That's crazy. There's just, there's nothing. It's all comedians. I've only seen comedians. And yeah. stand up and like, just, what 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 else is going in there? And that's fine. Comedians are good. You know, no, you still gotta rent the building, but like is it enough to generate? No. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll go to a graduation or something. VIP <laughs> 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 graduation. <laughs> so I I am just skeptical about how much money USF can actually raise towards this project and how much they're gonna have to finance. And there are, as we explored last night in, in my preliminary research and i've got to dig a little bit deeper usf already has floated four bonds for four different projects that come off the books in in four different years the selman center is the first one that comes off in 2022 so i'm guessing that was like a 20-year bond then because i guess they broke ground in 02 so probably 20 years give or take and so they're gonna have to find a way to to generate the revenue and i don't know so very pretty pictures look great fantastic look great Mm -hmm. recruits living rooms I put a shovel on the ground and you got it not just for the the ten million dollar part of the solution, which is the most important part. Mm-hmm. They need a place to practice indoors. Like that's gotta happen. It has to happen because I mean they've traveled to St. Pete to tr- practice at Tropican Field. Mm-hmm. And that's what an hour and a half just because of where the location is. Yeah. You know, it's not area. it's not a great uh place to go. Yeah. And you know, luckily, you know, the Bucks have their indoor practice facility. It just got built. Got got built. You guys saw it on Hard Knocks getting built. So I mean, there was that. But to have something on campus to show recruits, Charlie Strong said it all along. He needs something on campus to show recruits on their visits, and he said he would rather have the indoor practice facility mm-hmm. than the stadium, the on-campus stadium. Mm-hmm. And it's a hundred percent true. It doesn't matter what the fans think. Who had some outrage about because the. They can't understand that they're, it's two separate things. One doesn't really affect the other, even though you can say, well, that $40 million could go towards this on-campus stadium. Well, you're still less than a quarter of a way there for the on-campus stadium. And Get something now for the people that actually care about the program right. because the fans, you're not showing up. This ain't Field of Dreams. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you build it, they don't necessarily come. They won't come. <laughs> You have to show up, and then they will build stuff. Just like the football team, five years ago, they weren't getting this built. No. But this senior class, you know, they 
that's going to be the first senior class in maybe like six years that has a winning record when they leave. Last year's senior class was 25 and 25. Mm-hmm. So it, you need to win to get stuff. They're getting stuff finally on Kansas Stadium years down the road. So Jim Levitt wanted this. I I remember being at a golf tournament with Jim Levitt and him talking about this, and he said this was his – he didn't want it on campus stadium. He loved Ray J. But he, this was the project that he wanted. And that was, what, seven, eight years ago before he left? And it would have been even before that that he was talking about this. He wanted exactly what they're getting, which is the football team in their own facility separated from the right. rest of the athletics, not splitting the rest of the Selman Center. And he wanted the Selman Center to be for every, everything else. But he wanted football to have their own spot. Charlie Strong wants the same thing. All football coaches want that now. That's just the way college athletics is going. If you want to compete, you have to do this. I just don't know how they're going to pay for it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they have the money all lined up. Tomorrow night, there's this big thing celebrating. USF raising a billion dollars over here. One billion dollars. Tickets are 500 bucks mm. just to get in the building. Black tie only. Okay? Tables are like range between like 10000 and 100000 Okay? Damn. Yeah. Crazy. By the way, we're not going. We didn't. We're, yeah, of, we're busy that day. We're, we got something else to do. We're a big soccer game tomorrow, right. so we're not going to be there. But there is this this huge event over at Emily tomorrow to celebrate USF raising a billion dollars. But that is for USF Health, College of Business, all of the med school, all of the other entities of the university. And all of those donors have already been hit up to get that billion dollars. And people don't make hundred million dollar gifts to athletics. It's rare. Phil Knight, Boone Pickens, doesn't normally happen. Those major gifts go to medical schools. You know where you can like, hey, I'm going to save someone's life instead of, hey, we're going to win more football games. <laughs> doesn't really happen. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. I- if the money's there, and, and look, they have some of the money lined up, hundred percent. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't make this announcement without some of the money lined up already. It, it'd be irresponsible. Yeah, absolutely, they got some of it, but do they have enough of it to build all of this forty million dollar facility? I don't know. Can they get the ten million done though? Sure. Yeah, done. I think that's that's getting done, and that's the most important thing. But. If you want to compete, you have to compete on facilities, not just with a big warehouse. But it's basically an oversized air-conditioned warehouse mm-hmm. is what the, the big part of it is. That's the $10 million part. The $30 million part, though, if you want to get if you want to get there, I don't know where the money's coming from. So we'll see. And I saw some fans yesterday saying, well, what about the advantage of practicing outside in August? It gives us a conditioning You think advantage. kids want to do that when they're getting recruited? That's a, yeah. No. And it's... When it rains and when it storms, that's when you use an indoor practice facility. When when you're on the road, you can pump in crowd noise indoors. I mean, you can do a lot of things with the indoor practice facility that you just can't outside. Scott Frost isn't going, hey, son, you know, you, you're between us and our very explosive offense and our very good team or them and their very good team. And do you want to, like, when it's thunder and lightning outside, like, you know, hotter than heck? Do you, do you really want to be practicing outside? Do you want to wait 20 minutes until the lightning storm clears up? Because I was out at practice three times during fall <laughs> where the, a practice was stopped mm-hmm. because of lightning. Speaking it's, of Scott Frost, you know, UCF had a practice facility built 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, and whether you want to believe it or not, um, 
in today's recruiting world, it, it means a lot. It means a lot. If you, you have to do it right, you have to make it. You know, this this video the USF put out yesterday, I mean, um, it, it plays a large role. And then, you know, there's other things and factors. You mentioned a minute ago, other athletic teams can now have their own facility. It's totally separate. And, um, you know, it's big. It's uh, it's really important to have. You have to do it right. Florida tried this a couple years ago. Jeremy Foley screwed – they built an 80-yard field. They totally screwed it up. They're just now getting it. Uh, this past season was the first one that – first uh nice one that they had so you know usf is catching up finally it's it's nice to see yeah and then to your point with usf moving out of the selman center mm-hmm. that frees up so much space in that selman center for the other team right. because that second floor of the selman center if you've ever been in it's, it's maybe tight. it's maybe 75 25 football to the other sports or maybe closer to 50 50 but it's not 50 50 yeah, because it, it goes, <clears throat> my old office was here, and then on this side, it, these two sides are the same. Yeah. And one side is the AD suite, and the other side is external. Mm-hmm. And so they're all, and then that side on over here is the academic, which has all been redone, and I haven't seen it yet because of Fishman. And then over on this side is all football, but it goes, like, deeper. Yeah. It's like a deeper push, so... And you can, I mean, they have, you know, the dividers for the different rooms that they can split up and use for baseball, softball, volleyball, track and field. I mean, whatever in the they big, need in the big arena room. But now they're going to have a, a theater style and then they're going to have separate meeting rooms. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, just a, a quick overview of what's going to be in this USF football center. It's going to be 163,000 square feet. That's what the football, uh, the practice facility which is going to be like 80 um the design firm of hok are the ones who also did the stadium feasibility study with all that and like every cool stadium baseball stadium basically ever seen. Um, like camden Air- yards up like they've done them all. airports uh, they yeah. did atlanta mm-hmm. um so twelve thousand square foot of football strength and conditioning center that's huge i remember when they redid the strength and conditioning center at selman center like how big it was, but it's not, it's probably maybe twice the size now, give or take. Yeah, and think about that. All the Olympics, the teams that are there now, all the Olympic sports. That's what they're going to have. And yeah. basketball's already got their own. Men's basketball, women's basketball already have their own. And then I think like golf got like some. Uh, they golf got something uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. So coaches and staff offices, equipment rooms, video operations, laundry, and other support operations. Team auditorium. Uh, the auditorium. Uh, their own rehab facility, a nutrition center, player lounge, social patio for recruits. I mean, the list goes on and on. And this is great news for the school. Yeah, absolutely. And just they need to get it done. You know, but the last line of our story, donors, time to step up, please. Yeah, got to happen. Got to, got to happen. So what do you think? You think, you think they get it done? I do think they get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they get it done. Um, Calvin Williams, the lead guy on the state infeasibility, said if they have the money now, five to seven years before they even break ground on the stadium. Right. I think that timeline is shorter and mm-hmm. more to the now. Uh, I would give it two to three years. Does a kid get recruited this cycle? You sign early. You sign, what is it, December or whatever it is. Yeah, if you sign for class 2018, do you – the benefits of it 
when are you practicing indoors? Junior year. Junior year. Junior year. Okay. All right, we'll see. All right. Um, so we'll see. I, I think they do get the indoor part of it, but if that's only $10 million, they can, they got, they can get $10 million, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's 40. That's my, my thought. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. All right. I think that's it for that portion. Let's go. We had a game last Saturday. We played football. We did. Well, good. And it's, uh, it's something else. I feel a hell of a lot better about football now than I did two weeks ago, that's for sure. Yes. Um, and let's just say it now, you guys, the last podcast, let's get, <laughs> I mean, get it out. <laughs> we, knew, we nailed it. We nailed it. We nailed it. Kind of crushed it. <laughs> you did. Sometimes. Sometimes we know what we're talking about. Sometimes. <laughs> you know, where's the safety valve? Oh, Dearness Johnson gets a touchdown on the safety valve. Why isn't Mitch Wilcox getting used on the offense? Oh, he get play action touchdown pass. Why aren't there diamond sets? Oh, my God. They ran it twice. <laughs> Where are their empty sets? Oh, my oh, God. They came on on first down and went empty. Why aren't they throwing on first down? I think no! they did it 11 times. They threw it on first down. First and 10 from the five-yard line. MVS, 95 yards to the paint. And just busting people. Two weeks ago, Sterling Gilbert's not throwing the ball from the five-yard line. Well, Sterling, first of all, Sterling, thanks for subscribing. Uh, we hope you've rated us on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I hope you give us, leave us a good review. <laughs> leave us a good review on iTunes. Yeah, I mean, they, they got it right. And if that team shows up on Black Friday, they you got a chance. They got a chance. Got a game. It's a football game again. Now, if that team doesn't show up on Black Friday, if they go back to pounding the ball on first down into Shaq Griffin... Oh, oh, not great, Bob. Not great. Just shout out to Quentin Flowers. He best passing game of the year. Most yards ever accounted for. For him, yes. Yeah, I think he was seven yards away from the the record. Right. Um, I think the passing record is four or six by B.J. Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty four yards shy. Is yeah. That right? Yep. Just about. Yep. Uh, so he was 25 three touchdowns, interception. The interception was. Bad. It was a bad interception. He th- he's throwing right, rolling sees right Tyree, down. goes, oh, I can hit him. Oh, uh, and the ball just takes <laughs> off on him. Sailed on him. <laughs> but I think the most impressive thing is Quinn Flowers had 14 carries last week. Okay. Ten of them, four of them were sacked, so we really only had 10 carries two weeks ago. I guess should, I should say two weeks ago. Right. Against Houston. He had 16 carries this week. For 131 yards. Hashtag let him cook. He led the team in carries. He was tied with Darius Tice. So they go five wide on first down. Empty set. And I go, oh, this is exciting. So what happens? UConn has to go dime or quarter because they got to spread out and cover all those guys. Quentin drops back. And let's say he's not reading all five of those guys. But he's going to read two. Reads one. Reads two. They're covered. Looks in the middle of the field. Oh, there's a big hole there because everybody's spread out all over the place. I'm going to run right up the middle because everybody's spread out and he gets 21 yards. That's what USF football should be. If you cover that, we'll take this. And it's like, why is this so difficult? You have better players. Find the matchup and just run with it, whatever it is. Run past option stuff. Jesus, it's unstoppable with this team. Mm-hmm. Against the opponents that they have, if you run run pass option, 
the whole point is that you find the open. I mean, nobody's ever completely uncovered in football, but you find the open spot. There has to be one. There has, mathematically, there has to be one. 2.5 yards per rush in the Houston game, mm-hmm. 5.5 in the UConn game. And now let's be fair. UConn's defense, trash. Awful. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And their best cover guy was suspended for the first three quarters. Didn't really help. Yeah. But they're they're bad. So we'll see. You know, USF put up 602 yards of offense. Um, penalties are still a concern. 11 for 100, but didn't really matter. Third down, 9 of 14. That's fantastic. Yeah. They 7.8 yards of play. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. That's fantastic. That's just amazing. And then going almost a full year without having a 100-yard receiver, and MVS does it twice in two weeks. And not just like barely like one of 102 yards. Yeah, he's he's getting over. six passes. Now, I think, what, two weeks ago against Houston, it was 10 for 186 or something Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, he's – He's getting over there. And we had two guys with six catches. Tyree had six for 89. Temi Alaka had four for 61. Darnell Solomon had four for 51. And then four other guys had at least one catch. So eight guys caught a ball. Spreading the ball out. Throwing it. Throwing it in places. And it doesn't throwing it doesn't mean you get away from the run. You still run the football. Mm-hmm. But you just run the football with less guys in the box to, to block you and tackle you. And that's... What, why you need to spread them out. You just need, it doesn't even have to be 50-50 pass rush. I'm not saying it's got to be perfect balance. You can run the ball more than throw it and still win in this offense. I mean, that's what they did last year. You have to show the threat that you're capable of making the throw. That's. It was just uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Tough blow. D'Angelo Antoine mm-hmm. was in a boot earlier this week. He looked like he sprained his ankle or did something to his ankle. I, I don't believe it's the same ankle as previously. Okay. I'll double check on that. Uh, but tough break. Um, sort yeah. of rolled off the field, too. It was just, yeah. You know. um, I believe it was on the jet sweep, and he kind of got tangled up and just kind of rolled off the field. Okay. But wide receiver, again, you we've got the depth there. Tyree McCants stepping up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Timmy Lock of four catches. I was surprised that he had four catches. A right. um, couple drops early on. Sure. That's the thing, Quentin, 24 35? 24-37. 24-37. Four drops. I, I, I counted at least four. Yeah. So And, like, not just, like, oh, went off his fingertips as he's reaching out. Like, four, like, numbers, pants to the numbers yep. type drops. Defensively, three guys with ten tackles. Jamon Thomas, Devin Abraham, Nico Soto. Just... Another good game. Um, Bruce Hector had one and a half sacks. Mike Love had a sack. Sautel had half a sack. Four sacks to I mean. And uh, an ATFL, right? Eight total ATFL. Yep. That's really good. Dietrich had the interception um, as they were driving down near the red zone. Gets a perfectly timed interception. I mean, it's. He made a play on it. He did. And it's oh, it's good to have a good defense. And I think oh, I'm just going to segue into this real quick. So the Broyles Award watch list came out mm-hmm. two days ago. Okay. And it's for the top offense, defense coordinators, coach, 
coordinator, assistant coach mm -hmm. in the nation. Mm -hmm. 56 names. Okay. Defensive coordinator, Brian Jean Marie, not listed. Joke. Do you want to know who is listed? Oregon defensive coordinator, Jim Lovett. And they're getting smoked. Right and now. let's just pull up what they've done in the last few games. They gave up 38 to Washington, 20 to Utah, 31 to UCLA, 49 to Stanford, 33 to Washington State, 24 to Cal, 37 to Arizona State, 13 to Wyoming. Good job. You shut down Josh Allen, right? Right. 35 to Nebraska Ooh. and a win. And 21 to Southern Utah in the first game of the season. Now, what what about that screams, I'm the best defensive coordinator in the nation, or one of the best? So USS defense was in the triple digits last year uh, in terms of S&P. And where are they now? They're, I'm going to look right now. I, I, mean, I believe they're like tw in the 20s. In, yeah, I mean, it's... They're ahead of the right offense. Here. Oh, yeah. 19. 19. Oregon... Oh, geez. Got to go down all the way. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I can't find them. But again, dead air. Uh, uh, USF has given up 20, 28 in a loss, 28 in a win, 3 to Cincinnati, 31 to ECU, 7 to Temple, where they allowed negative 7 rushing yards. 23 to Illinois, 17 to Stony Brook, 22 to San Jose State. And Oregon, uh, 71 defensive S&P, and 108 on special teams. Jim Levitt always loved to talk about special teams kick game. Guess who their special Whoa. teams coach is? Woo! Who's their special teams coach, Nate? Excessive sweater, Raymond Woody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's his title, special How teams coach. team with that kind of athletes end up 108 in special teams? I mean, they got athletes over the damn field. Coaching. So bad. So bad. And it's just so weird. Like, I think he's just so out of his element. Like, he was a good linebacker's coach. What he was. I mean, good recruiter. Bears, a good, great recruiter. Yeah. Players loved him in the right role. So, by comparison, USF special teams, which I think we'll all agree this year have been, ugh, mm -hmm. on the whole? Yes. 66. 66. How Oregon is in the triple digits with those athletes is just insane. Well, it was um, – they kicked to Pettis last week. That was dumb. And it's no, or, uh, Willie Taggart said, oh, we're going we're gonna to kick to him. And he, he, he did. He, 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 he houses one. Remember, like, when, remember when we played Maryland and uh, Will Likely was their uh, run back guy? And uh, we asked Tiger, you know, Will Likely. So I think he's run back at this point like four touchdowns in his career as a punt and punt return. And Tiger goes, well, Will Likely kick to him. <laughs> what do they do all game? Oh, no. They said Will Likely not kick to him. And what do they do? They kick to him. Yeah. Right, so. so, you know, Pettis uh, painted one as uh, a punt return. Um, I just – Just yeesh. How do these awards get named? And then Quentin Flowers doesn't end up on the – Davey O'Brien. Davey O'Brien, which – his numbers aren't great this year. I agree. They're not fantastic. But, like, you see the other guys on that list and you go, he's better than them. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, Quentin, the, the lack of, of production out of this offense has really been unfair to him in his senior year. Because yeah. he really should – I mean, he got the story with Maria Taylor and ESPN last week, and that's obviously incredibly moving. But the, the national pub that he really should have gotten has sort of been limited because of 
how his offense has been limited. If they played like they played against UConn all year, I think we'd be hearing even more from, from him. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we got to get out of here because you guys have to go sign a whole bunch of paperwork. So, you want to do a couple questions? Let's do a couple questions and we'll go. All right. This is going to be from Facebook real quick. Oh, uh, this is from uh, Matt, Tampa Bay Bull writer. Can you expand upon the 45, 42 million bonded debt that you talked about? In layman's term, how does the current athletic department expand on that debt with attendance and support where it is? So, quite honestly, I don't know. Um, $42 million is about what their budget is. So you have about a year's worth of debt in your budget already. And you're paying 4.45% interest on it. So quick math says that, you know, 4% of your, and that's before you pay any principal, 4% of your budget every year is going towards debt. 4.45% is going right towards debt plus whatever principal you have to pay off on those bonds as well. So you can't build anything without debt. I'm not saying that like they need to have 100% liquid cash before they've ever put a shovel in the ground for anything. Where that debt is in terms of responsible, you know, effective, I just don't know. And I don't know what kind of revenue streams um, are quote unquote bonded against. So I'm not an expert in that area. So I just put the information out there, but I'm going to need somebody smarter than me to tell me um, how debt laden. Now, like at one point I did do a look at UCF's debt when they first did all their facilities. And I talked to some smart people and they all said, this is completely irresponsible what they're doing. And so I don't want to get to that point. You know, but I need to take a look at. It. And traditionally, USF has been extremely, extremely conservative about um, taking on debt, especially when it comes to athletics, because I know there were a lot of people wanted to do some of those facilities even faster than they got done. And USF just like, nope, not doing it. So the USF Foundation also tends to outperform their peers in the state every year in terms of how much money they bring in, their debt service load, and all that kind of stuff. The other thing I did mention in that little piece about the bonded debt is there has also been some sort of cash load, apparently, from the foundation to USF Athletics. I need to track that down a little bit, but that would not be listed in the bonded debt, and that's also something that I gotta, you have to figure in when you're figuring out where USF's budget is right now. So there's some, there was some sort of like cash transaction from the foundation after the Big East transition happened. They like needed like just liquid money to get things done, and uh, I... I've heard different numbers, and I don't want to throw one out there, but it's a significant amount of cash. And how much of that, I don't know. And I don't know the terms of that or how that works. All right. Uh, this, this is from Matthew Cole on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, if at all, does the plan for the new indoor practice facility impact Charlie Strong's tenure at USF? I don't think it does. Doesn't. It's... He's either leaving or he's not. It's the facility's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Because he knows he's not going to be here. It's not going to be here next year either. Right. So it's... Doesn't really matter. Um, do you think Sterling Gilbert continues to open up the offense like he did in the UConn game, or will he fall back into his old up the middle ways? Well, Pulse's defense might be even worse than UConn's. What's Pulse on defense? They're like 120. They were 128, 129. Let's see last if I can get I saw. this one quicker. They are 129 out of 130 right now. It's <laughs> pretty bad. Wee! Yeah, Tulsa is trash. 116 overall, 37 on offense. 129 on defense. Good God. They can score. just can't uh, can stop anybody. They can't stop a thing. So they can't. You're not going to learn a lot next week either. I think they probably go with the same kind of looks that they did against UConn. The question is, are they going to do that on Black Friday? That's the big issue. It all comes down to one game because they're going to be tough. As we said, like, as bad as it was, we're going to beat UConn. Well, guess what? We're going to beat Tulsa. 
they are not good. Especially, you know, playing Thursday night on the road. Okay, what else we got? There's one question from Jeremy at J. McLennan. Okay. 423. If Strong does leave, would BJM or Gilbert be a realistic and good candidate? No. No. I think BJ goes with Charlie. Mm-hmm. I don't think BJ is ready to be a head coach anywhere. Mm-hmm. Sterling, for better or worse, Strong and Sterling are attached to the hip. So I think the most interesting thing is is that Sean King clearly wants to stay in Tampa. I think he'd be the coach that's most likely to transition to a new staff with all of them because I know that you know Willie wanted him to go to Oregon. I think that was pretty well reported. Um, so I, but Sean just likes Tampa. He wants to live here. He's from here. This is his home. He loves USF. So he would be the guy I think that would be most likely to make the transition to a new staff if the new coach wanted him and it was a good fit. But um, otherwise, I, don't, I think it's just too too soon to. Uh, to yeah. Um, I think that's it. We done? Yeah. Very we quick are. update on the rest of USF Athletics. Big Good. soccer. Oh, man. Yes. You're right. Jesus. We're <laughs> fire so us. Bad. We're in such a rush. We're like... Giant NCAA tournament soccer game tomorrow at Corbett. One o'clock. FGCU for the women. Uh, the winner gets the Gators, assuming the Gators beat South Alabama. Uh, volleyball is home for the final time this weekend if you want to check them out. Um, and, of course, a basketball doubleheader tonight. Two Ladies against LSU. That's going to be a great game. Yep. And then the guys. 5.30. Don't get to the Sunday 5.30. You parking is free. There's $2 hot dogs. Uh, they're doing everything they can to get you in. And, and if you're you can, bored or you meet somebody there that you really want to talk to, there's a men's game afterwards. You can just, stay, <laughs> well, there is uh, hold on. After. It's the inaugural men's basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> it is the first game in, in USF men's basketball history. All right, so kind of I think that's fantastic. We, you could be a part of history. First game ever. I think <laughs> it's important that you show up to the first game ever. There's a lot going on on campus starting tonight at 5.30 for this weekend. Yeah. And there's some kind of tailgate going on for the students mm-hmm. today, yep. too, like at 3, 3 or 3.30 or something like that mm-hmm. like during the volleyball game. So, like, go tailgate, run in the volleyball game, run back out, keep going back and forth. Yeah. All right. Should be good. I am excited. All right. Let's do this, boys. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm excited you're going to be able to read these guys just not write about sports. Although they're going to write about sports, too. But a lot of different kinds of content and if you get a chance check out 813area.com because or 727 area or 305 area or 407 area or 386 area or 850 area mm. or 352 area Number i think that's one. all I, I have eight of them so yes yes check out all of those sites <laughs> things to do places to go and we're gonna make that thing we're gonna make that puppy huge out, out of this fantastic little office in shadow side that's about to be blown up in the next <laughs> several months. Yep. Don't worry. We're already looking at the new places. It's not like the company's going. It's just the office part. So, all right. Let's do this. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.